In a time of social distancing and isolation, what does a specialist tackling and contact skills coach do? To avoid completing all those mundane household chores. He, of course, makes a podcast. Welcome to Malcolm Banks Tackles and Takedowns, the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome. Thank you again for joining me. Episode 2 of the podcast. My name is Malcolm Bangs. Today I get to speak with none other than Gab Pound, a real character from the Carlton AFLW team. I certainly hope you enjoy the chat. Hey Poundy, how are you? G'day Bangsy, I'm very well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, how are you surviving the COVID thing? What are you doing with yourself at the moment? Uh yeah, not going too bad. I thought I'd, um, as soon as the last thing came down, um, drove back up to Albury to hang out with my family. So I've been here for two weeks. Uh, thought it'd be better than being stuck in in Melbourne. So yeah, it's nice. I haven't seen the fam in a in a while like this since uh, Christmas, I think. So yeah, it's been a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now with the family, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you are an identical twin. Yes. Well, technically, we're not identical, oh. but we look very, very similar. You do, we're very similar. And you've but got people get um um mixed up between us, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. We have this have very similar mannerisms that uh, get people, I think. And you got two brothers. Yeah, I've got two older brothers. Um, they're stuck in Melbourne, unfortunately, but that's all right. I think it would have been a pretty full house um here in Albury with them there as well. <laughs> I reckon so. Now, in relation to your sister, and, I, and her name escapes me right about now. Who, Annie Rose. Yep. yep. Now, who's the, who's the biggest error between the two of you? Oh, I reckon we egg each other on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I reckon depends just the, the scenery. Um. Yeah, we've, we've got different kinds of friends as well. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty funny how we can egg each other on. We can get up to to a lot of mischief. Something tells me that that would be. I reckon your parents are saints. Um, having known you for a few years and 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 all that sort of stuff, you, you definitely definitely go down as one of the biggest stirrers and and the biggest, <laughs> uh, the biggest cause of, of laughter and uh, watching your back more than anything else. What are probably some of the fun stuff that you like to do to to teammates, coaches, all that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, over the years we've done some funny things. Um, to stir up the teammates, but most memorable would be um, the first year. So that's when um, obviously everyone was pretty new, uh, didn't really know each other that well. But um, yeah, I brought I brought Annie down. I just was in the in the change rooms, just talking to people as normal, and then we all went into the lecture theatre, um, and I I swapped with Annie, so I I stayed out. I made sure we were laughing. Annie came in, she was, she was in her Carlton years, so just came in, sat down, having a chat. We, we have this understanding, we say, yeah, you'll just like, you know, um, say hello to everyone and she knows a few names as well. But um, yeah, the coach, coach at the time, he, he got, uh, quote, Annie, Annie up. Yep. Or Gab, Gab up and just talking smack for, for a few seconds and was like, all right. Gab, come on in. So I walk into the lecture theatre and it was just dead silence. Like it was just the funniest thing. You just got heads going left to right, left to right, left to right, and just this burst of a laugh. Like people were just like, 
what the hell? <laughs> so that was just funny. Because I've, I've got to admit, I, I, I'm trying to think how long I've known you because it's back muggers days. So probably yeah. 2015, 2014 maybe. And I had no idea. And then one particular day, I think it was either training or post game at Carlton. We, like I was like, I, I doubled up straight away. It was sort of like, hang on. Hang on, there's there's two gabs. Hang on, this doesn't work for me. So, um, but yeah, yeah no, but that that would have been one hell of a shock for everybody. Oh, it's so good when we um. I usually usually bring her in sometime during preseason and always get the new girls. It's just it's funny. It's like, oh, how gab? How did you change so quickly? Like, what the hell? You're meant to be playing. Get into your, get into your gear. Oh, yeah. So we we have we have a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, speaking about the season, very bizarre season this year, obviously, um, with everything shutting down so quick. Um, from a Carlton perspective, you were playing fantastic. You had the the prelim final against North Melbourne around the corner before it all got canned. Um, how do you... What are your thoughts on it um, in relation to how you feel? Obviously, it wouldn't be too good, um, but... You know, any thoughts, any any highlights of the year, anyone you want to talk about? Yeah, it's it was a it was a weird kind of year. So disappointing that <laughs> oh, why couldn't COVID happen a month a month um, later? You know, <laughs> kind of thing. But it is what it is, and it was it's disappointing in that sense that we were we were so close and we were really going into form um, a bit similar to last year, but I think we were in um, better form than that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hard to kind of think of that and be like, oh, we could have had a real crack at it. But I kind of look at it like hey, 2021, 2020 reloaded. It's just a longer season, you know. It's just the, <laughs> it's just a big season for us. So, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. And um, we're all kind of, you know, you can kind of dream about what it what could have been, but... um. Yeah, is what it is, and just kind of have to take it like that. And it's the bigger picture is a, a pandemic, so yeah. you kind of yeah you have you have to take that. And um, I'm I'm glad that it's been panned. I I honestly uh, would rather just play out the season as normal than just can it and just have no premier, yeah. um, which is kind of what happened in the end anyway. But yeah, I was. Yeah, I was I was really excited for the team, and there was a few that kind of had shone. Um, that I always that for Georgia D, for example. Yeah. I've I she's she's ever since she's been at the club, she's been my most favourite player. She is just so talented and smart and silky. The skills are just so silky. Yeah. Um. So I'm 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 super stoked for her to have such a good year. It was only a matter of time. So definitely. Yeah. Her in particular. Yeah, she she um I mentioned this with um Kay Harris regarding it. And she came into her own this year and I think and, and one of the comments was made was a lot of people in the know knew about how good Georgia G was and now she finally actually just really shone a lot more than she had a really a, I don't want to say a breakout season because she is a, such a good player and she, she does some amazingly 
wonderful things on the on, but it really did. She she you know from from my understanding, she had a few injuries and a few niggles over the last couple of seasons anyway. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So so all of a sudden, it seems to have come out for her, which is which is fantastic. And she she's a wonderful person, a wonderful player. So it was really good to see her play so well this year. Yeah, um, honestly, just just one of my favourite people. She's just a, such a legend as well yeah. off the field. So really glad for her. And yeah, she has been struggling with a few um, injuries in the past. So I think just be for us a bit, get her and like keep doing rehab in the gym. And yeah. I think she would be yeah, she's 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 a star. I think in my eyes already. But um, this Absolutely. is only this is only the, the the tip of the ice iceberg for her. Like yeah. she's got so much more to give. Yeah. So what about same, same with Taylor? So yeah. she, she, I think, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise that whole controversy. Mm-hmm. And um, I even spoke to her about it um, recently. I said, "Do you think it kind of changed your mindset?" Um, and like, because you could tell that she was just doing everything so well, um, uh, and she'd been working on things. Um, other than a contested marking, and yeah. she's she's always done that kind of stuff. But I think it was really kind of a drive for her, and she she just did some really exceptional things and some really good um, teamwork stuff that just really helped the team. And I think that was uh, one part of um, Carlton that kind of took us to the next step. Is we all had contributors yep. um, everywhere in the ground, and they all contributed in their own way. And I think that's that's what made us. Um, pretty, like pretty bloody good. Absolutely, we're not we're not reliant on stars or this person or that person. But that's the thing. I think you know, there's a lot of stars within the squad, and um, they do their bit. You know, there were times like a couple of years ago, you know, Darcy and Taylor were kicking heaps, and and then all of a sudden there was different areas here, there, and everywhere. And that's the thing about not being inside the inner circle of a club. You don't know. You don't necessarily know what the what the direction is or what the instructions have been for that particular player. And that might not be to do a normal starring role. That might be to do something a little bit different. And unless you're privy to that. Um, you find a lot of people will just stand there and judge a person on, oh, well, they didn't do what they normally do. Well, they're probably maybe not told to do what they were doing or they want to add something special to the game in relation to whatever the opposition might bring or something like that. And that's that's the hardest part, I think, about football from a, from a, um, from a fan base is that we want to see our stars shine consistently, and they do, but also, too, some of those stars like to add extra strings to their bow. Yeah, that's awesome when you have those um, the players who, who are really talented at a certain skill that they're one-dimensional in that way. But if they can get more dimensions to the game, they're actually just really valuable to the team. And we'll use Darth as an example. She had a fantastic year um, first year and then kind of second and third um, from from the outside it kind of looked like she wasn't doing much and, you know, there was comments on, oh, what's, you know, she just had one good year, blah, blah, blah. But Darth actually does the little things, the, the little things really well. Um, and you hear that with um, backline coaches as well. You know, it's not, not, very, not a very not very glorious, but he said they, they always say, I couldn't care how many stats you get, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But if you do this and this, you're fantastic in my eyes. Absolutely. For example, like positioning or doing the one percenters, yeah, which is things that I really rate. So, 
taking those things um to to a, to new levels, which is yeah, it's good. And there's a few of us, few of few of us kind of doing that. So absolutely, it really shows. Definitely, it definitely does. I think um I don't want to speak too much more about footy where possible, but so who stuck out in your mind opposition wise? So anyone that. You sort of looked and went, you know, geez, don't want to play on them today, or that person's come up a little bit more. So, you know, you, you know, in comparison to a Georgia G where they've sort of made a name for themselves this year or anything like that. Anyone stick out in mind for you? Like like uh, forward, forward line players, oh, ones that I would anyone, probably play anyone, on? Yeah, anyone, doesn't matter, whatever oh. sort of stuck out. I reckon I reckon the, the faster players kind of put me off a bit. I've... I, I'm not I'm not super fast myself, um, and sometimes I do get caught out on that. But I uh, I'd say I'm a pretty pretty smart player, and that's how I can beat opposition. So I get get a bit bit nervous when I'm playing on the those real crafty fast forwards like um, like McCarthy, for example, yeah. or Ashley Sharp, or those more solid players um, uh, in Adelaide. Yeah. Their, their forward line seems to be like pretty pretty bulky and bit scary but yeah. um yeah I think I mean we're not playing on one set like set person we we try to not have um like a match ups at all so we kind of mix, mix it around yeah. anyway in the back line and help each other out so yeah. that's really helpful yeah because that's a, the other part too in relation to you you you're not a, a large bulky back you 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 you're lean, you're fast, you're quick. Your your body position is really good. You read the play really well. Your tackling's not too bad either. I'll just say that. But um, <laughs> the, the the one thing that you know, and that's a thing that that understanding of that craft, using your using your strengths to your advantage in relation to that being this being a smaller back. How do you, how do you go about that? What are the things that you sort of concentrate on? Not not obviously giving away too many trade secrets. But um, <laughs> what what do you what how do you, how do you go about it? What what sort of stuff do you go through or think about when you're reading play and understanding where your opposition are? Yeah, I definitely um, I think about and as a semi professional player playing the game, you do have to think about what you're really good at and know it, and also know what you're not very good at. So I I play I know I'm, I'm a small player, so. Um, I kind of uh, engage as late as possible, or just read. Tend, I tend to read the play better and kind of chop in at the right time, um, but not not blowing smoke up your butt there, Bangsy. But you've you've uh, you've helped me a lot, and I, I still teach um, my teammates um, little tricks, little tricks that you've taught me um, in awesome. in body body work and body positioning. Even even my brothers. Yep. Um, which which you've had a bit bit to do with um one of them. Yep. So yeah, it's that that kind of stuff really helped me being a smaller player. And um, yes, tackling probably wasn't um my best this year, but it's always been something I've been proud of and I feel really good about, especially when um it's a well executed tackle. Yep. So you see you, t- you see tackles everywhere that are just re- really cringe and yep. either hurt hurt the other player or hurt themselves so um yeah that's something I, I really pride myself on the one thing i'm probably it, going a bit off topic now aren't i no, no 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 that's okay and i'll return serve not blowing smoke up yours but one thing that i do <laughs> find in relation to that is when i see specifically in an open play tackle 
you generally, you know, like you're well over the mark in relation to, to the execution of it. Your timing's really good, which is something that I, you know, I, I really find as a, as, a, as a contact coach, you know, I'm more about the, the where the ball is and how the person's going to either stop it or get it. So, you know, I don't read play too well, but, uh, you know, watching where you're going to be and how you're going to intercept a player, um, for me, is, is, a, is an absolute highlight. And the best part, listening to what you just said about imparting knowledge onto others in relation to that and, and the fact that you think that it's, it's a beneficial skill and that I've had a little bit to do with it in helping you, that's an amazing thing. That's a fantastic thing. And that is something that this podcast isn't about, just to let you know. This isn't about... Um, Pat bangs you on the back and stroke his ego. It's about just having a chat with <laughs> yeah. some people whom I've had the pleasure of working with and think will add, add really good stories. So, um, okay, so footy aside, you are currently studying outdoor ed. Is that correct? Yeah, outdoor education, that's yep. right, in Bendigo. Right. So it's being the nature of the course, it is um, – pretty practical so they're doing the best they can um doing as much as they can online but um yeah it's it's a bit of an awkward thing as, as i'm sure with a lot of things right now that trying to trying to catch up on that practical side of it and how that's going to work and yeah. all of that blah 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 but um yeah i mean it'll it'll all work out like i'm not worried about that kind of stuff i'm sure they'll <laughs> give you some credits or some time constraints or or some time, some extra time to get get your stuff done. So why outdoor ed? Just an outdoorsy person, just enjoy it. Or yeah, I've always loved it. Uh, I think mum and dad were really into it. So I think they've they've been travelling around Australia. So I was actually born. They're both from Melbourne, but I was born with my other three siblings in Alice Springs. Right. So they lived in Alice for about twelve years, and oh. I moved when I was six down all the way down to. Aubrey and yeah, we, we kind of grew up with um lots of camping every year, every they're both teachers, so every um school holiday and stuff like that. So yeah, we kind of grew up in that just just exploring kind of mindset and loving that camping kind of set. So yeah, I think that's where it's come from and I think I just thought, you know, I better do something, better have something um other than footy, which is really important and something that um that industry really drives on is um, personal development yep. outside of football. Yeah. How many years now? How 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 uh, how deep are you into the course? Not deep at all. So this is my first year. So right. I've been. Uh, I did. I did study paramedicine um, for a year and a half. Yep. Um, that was oh, just when AFLW started. Yep. Um, and but then thought at, at that time I wasn't it wasn't really going to work uh, very well um, with football, so I prioritised that. And yeah. since I'm young and I, I, that's that's my my first love really, so yeah. I'd love to do that as for as long as I can if, when my body allows it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so thought I'd I've just been kind of trying to live my best life, travelling, yep. working a bit, casual, bit, lots of casual work. Um, just, just because it works so well with it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you hear, you hear girls that are, sorry, women who are, um, working full time at the same time yeah. playing football. That's, oh, it's, it's insane. I only live 10 minutes from the club and some of them live up, up to an hour, hour plus 
away and I just think, how are you doing that? Absolutely. And that's a thing I think that is lost. It is semi-professional and people do have to find ways of, of um, making ends meet from that. And then there's others that have taken the opportunity. So, for example, Steph Chotch out at, out at Collingwood who apparently took leave without pay um, over the season so that she could just concentrate all her time there. Now, there are some people that are able to do that and there are others that aren't. And some people's works, I, I think, you know, aren't, they try to be as supportive as possible, but some of them aren't as supportive as they probably could be or are allowed to be, if that sort of makes sense too. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. It's, it's. I think it's, and you, you hear, uh, I think this year in particular, um, a lot more girls taking leave with that pay, for example, or, or leaving the AFLW to go pursue their their career because it's just the unknown. Like we don't know when it will be uh, fully professional. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's tough. Well, I know Beach Jacobson. She she pulled the pin. She took some time off yep. because she wanted to to finish her her training for Vic Pulp. So little things like that. I mean, and that, those are some seriously tough choices to make because everyone there that they're there for the love of the game. And they want to do what they do, and that's some seriously tough choices. Absolutely. Um, without and this is the the you, you sort of mentioned that you did a lot of camping and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, every every person that camps or what have you, they've always got a favourite place. They've always got that one place that they love to go to. Some of them like to tell where it is, but some of them worry that there'll be a rush on and they'll, they'll never get to where they are. Um, have you got at least, maybe not the favourite if you don't want to give it up, but at least one of your top three, top four? Um, we, so I think it's kind of come on to me what, what mum and dad have um, got us to do, but we, we always camped in uh, different areas. So we, we don't really, we didn't really have one place that we had to go, um, but we we generally enjoyed all the places that they went and, we we live grew up pretty much grew up in Albury, so on the Murray River, so bit of camping along there. So that's always been nice, and that's always been a pretty special special place in my heart. Um, it's 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 really quite quite beautiful. Yep. Um, down the Murray, it's just so bloody big as well. So a lot of there's a lot of places around there. That's fantastic. Sorry, back to footy. Sorry. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you're pretty much the unofficial hashtag uh, DJ for the girls in 2018. You were the one walking around with the boombox. You, yeah, is that was that is that still happening, or have you been, or, or have those duties been relinquished or shared? <laughs> oh, it, it, I'd have to admit, um, I've kind of handed the duties on, like, or most recent season anyway to some of the other girls. Yep. Um, my, my phone's been actually just uh, not working with the audio jack, so I think there would have been uh, some pretty good bangers that, that were played. So, um, yeah, there was, some, there was some terrible beats um, going on um, when I wasn't in charge, but I reckon that could be changed the next season for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so given that... Um what are your three favourite bands or singers? Oh, specifically, oh, or what are you listening hard, to? That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, that is hard. But you know, or, hard, or what yeah, or what are you currently listening to? Like, what's what's really getting a good 
good play over at the moment. A good play. I do. I do love uh, a band called The War on Drugs. Right. So, so they've had. Um, well, they've released an album about every every three years, but they're really nice to listen to. Um, and I love a good mix. Like, I just love. I love like from seventies upwards. Yeah. Bit weird, but um, I grew up listening to like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Love that stuff. Um, anywhere between that and um, I don't know. I just love them all. Bit, bit of country as well. Bit of country. Anyone specific? Bit of country. On that? Yeah. Well, Johnny obviously. Bit of country. Oh, uh, oh. Well, always play uh, Darius Rucker. <laughs> right. Wagon wheel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute banger. Awesome. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Queen, Queen, can't go past you to Queen, the cure. Yep. That's decent. Yep. yep. No, that's good. That's good. Any superstitions? Yeah. Paul Simon. Super- oh. Paul Simon. <laughs> Paul Simon. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of Paul Simon, absolutely. Oof, yes. So, Love it. Any superstitions? That you care to share, or do you have them? I have, or... I've never been one for superstitions. I don't know—is that a superstitious thing not to have superstitions? Not really. <laughs> I think I was speaking with someone way, way back when, and I said sometimes superstitions just become a habit, like so, not necessarily a superstitious yeah. thing, but just a, a part of your routine or anything like that. So, um, no, there's no, there's no such. Yeah. yeah, no. Some I, I like, do, some I like. Depends depends on the game is, but I like packing my all my stuff ready to go night before. Yep. Um, and then just like just have a chill morning, just hang out, walk the dog. Yep. But um, so that's it. When when I come in, um, I like to get in a little bit earlier. Um, have a bit, like play around a bit on the ground, just just have a bit of a have a bit of a joke. Like the last um. Months of football, actually. I've, I've brought my frisbee. It's been a big hit yep. with Bookie uh, Walker in particular. So we've had a bit of a throw. Yep. Um, and yeah, she's loved that as well. I think we're, we're, we were starting to say, actually, uh, oh, we've, we've, we've been playing pretty well with this frisbee. I think we're going to have to keep this going. So that might be a superstition. There you go. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how things like that, it's like, um, yeah, it, it's amazing how things that go well. Straight away, all of a sudden, it's like okay, let's let's not stop that. Let's just keep that going until until I think we. Um, I was once told cricketers, a few cricketers or something, if someone's on a tear and they're about to make a century or something like that, no one moves. Everyone just sits in their seat. No one moves. Yeah. They just sit there to the point where people are busting go to the toilet. They just won't. They'll just sit there and wait and wait and wait because they don't want to upset the mantra or, the, or whatever else is happening at that that point in time. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, do the headband of worn the oh yes, the headband. You forgot, I, I, <laughs> mate. When you put that on, I was massive fan of that. It was very, very <laughs> cool. Very, very cool. I've actually, that was one of the questions I forgot to ask. It was where'd that come from? Just popped it on. Just I just, I just, I've had it in my cupboard for ages, yeah. and um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to wear it because I wore my my hair half uh half up, half down. My my dad's been like, you girls, you all look the same. You're going to have to do something to your hair. <laughs> I was like, all right, dad, all right, dad. I've got, I've got something. I've got something. So, yeah. Um, 
went went to went to the headband and I've got I got a lot of Brucey Duel. Yeah. I was like, Yep, I'll 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 wear that. Yeah. Rate that, rate Brucey. So yeah, the girls the girls have absolutely loved the headband. So I think that's I think that might stay. That was you my know? that was my immediate reaction when I saw that. I was like, Oh, look out, she's she's challenging some duel over here and it was just, <laughs> but because also too, that's probably the longest I've ever seen your hair. In, really? in the amount of time that I've, I've known you, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, and it's always been up. Yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah, no, the, I love, no, loving the, loving the headband. Keep it on. Keep it on. No, it's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I will. Um, I... So, what are your three favourite movies? Three favourite movies? Yeah. One, I know you're a Marvel man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, I do love a bit of Marvel. Um, I, I like to go back to the classics. I'm a huge, my family, um, we're huge Star Wars fans. Yeah. Huge Lord of the Rings fans and Harry Potter fans. So wow. I reckon the, the triple threat, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe. absolutely. I actually, I actually introduced Sebastian finally to, while we've been doing this, I've been picking, like, so just trying to find some movies that he might be interested in. He started to get into Star Wars. So I actually showed him episode, I, started, I showed him uh, episode four. And episodes, so I'm going the way they were brought out originally. So, uh, I've, yeah, so yeah. I've shown him Star Wars, um, A New Hope, and uh, we've just done um, The Empire Strikes Back. So hopefully, maybe later today or tomorrow, we'll probably do um, Return of the Jedi, and then from there we'll go back. He actually quoted it to me the other day. It was quite funny. He goes, so Dad, it goes episode four, four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, not bad, mate. You're doing all right. Doing all right for a Six-year-old turning seven without very little Star Wars, um, Star Wars knowledge. What's your favourite Star Wars movie then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're all they're all tough. They're all tough. Yeah. I do. Return of the Sith. Return of the Sith. Mm. Oh, sorry, Revenge of the. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Reve- revenge, revenge, revenge. revenge. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Revenge. That's yep. Return of the Jedi, isn't yep. it? No, I um, haven't watched them in a while. That that means that I need to watch rewatch them again, don't I? I always um, I thought I had it wrong. I thought I had it wrong. Um, I feel like I was damn not. No, that was definitely me. That's awesome. No, that was a good one. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Darth Maul. I, I don't understand why they didn't keep him. Oh, around. I love him too. Yeah, should have kept him longer. Would have been awesome. Yeah, they need to. Yeah. They need to, Disney, if you're listening, spin off full on Darth Maul, something like that. How how it all came to be, please. Yeah. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see what the little one thinks of um the the older movies yeah compared to the most recent ones that have come out and what he actually enjoys better. Absolutely. Now I'm actually scared about what I'm about to say now because I know no 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 just in relation to Star Wars because <laughs> I was a little bit oh, I don't know if I want to poke the Star Wars bear in anybody because this goes online and then people are just going to probably crack it. Um, over the last three, so the last three, so um, specifically what I sort of saw was the the first three basically remade, if that makes sense. The plot, the storyline, everything. I just saw I just saw so many similarities in relation to now nah, what I'm watching here is I'm watching I'm watching episode four and when I'm watching like I'm basically watching a remade episode four in episode seven. And things like that, and I got I sort of got like I could sort of pick it if that sort of makes sense. It, it wasn't new to me if that sort of 
I don't know whether I'm being too harsh or too critical, but that was that was just me. And if there are any massive Star Wars fans out there, it's just an opinion. I still liked it. I enjoyed it. But there were times where I just sat there and went, oh, it's, it's too convenient. This is going to happen. I reckon you've just put it in a different in a different time in the movie. So I'm not yeah. too sure whether or not you saw that or I've just ruined I, it for you. No, no, you haven't. I, I can't agree. Like, I, I did enjoy the most recent Star Wars films, but they – and I think it's – I think it's just the movie industry now that people want a kind of quick fix, yeah. just a one movie story, start to finish. Um, I just found it a bit there was there wasn't really development, a lot of good development in stories, yeah. and you'd have this big kind of baddie that was built up in that way, but then destroyed quite quickly. It's just yeah. like, oh well, well, this guy, he's that powerful. Yeah. Like, you would think that he'd last a bit longer kind of thing. And, but um, I think that's just the movie industry now. I think you're right. Um, yeah. So what are you watching right now? Like, not necessarily movies, TV, anything like that. What are you watching right now, if anything? So not, not TV or movie? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Movies or TV, it's up to you. Just what are you watching right now? Um, what are you sort of... Oh, I don't... Just a bit, bit of this, bit of that. Yep. Well, we've, we've been watching um, a bit of a comedy with Derry Girls. <laughs> yep. It's a comedy um, and it's just these, these, this Irish uh, teenagers and it's, yeah, it's a bit funny. It's just a little light-hearted one, quick quick kind of episode, so yep. nothing too serious. So um, Derry Girls, as in D-E-R-R-Y? Yeah, yep. that's, that's it. All right, cool. We'll add that Dairy to the girls. List. Dairy girls. I'm actually a bit scared. I'm actually a bit scared Thank about God this. So. I'm actually a bit scared about all this because I'm going to get this massive list and I'm going to go. Oh, I want to watch that, and then I'm just going to end up doing nothing. So, and getting, hey, you got time. You got time. That's the problem. I've got too much time, and that yeah, that won't be good. Um, so, what is your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Mm. I. I do, I do have guilty pleasure like music yep. playlists I listen to, yep. but then also guilty pleasures in the sense that I'm I'm at the sweet tooth. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I do love my chocolate uh, self sauce and pudding. Just like I made pancakes this morning, actually. Yep. Um, so I'm a big pancake fan. What do you have on your pancakes? Um, what do you have on your pancakes? So I make them banana pancakes. Yep. And then I chuck on, you know, fruit, banana, um, strawberry, blueberries, bit of maple syrup, chia seed, yep. bit of uh, bit of yogurt on top. Oh, so you go yeah. semi Oh, Nutella, Nutella as well. Nah, Nutella. I got a big lather base of Nutella. Yeah, well, it's far more healthier than my, my pancakes. My pancakes are just stacked with as much butter as you can find and about half a, <laughs> gallon, half a gallon of maple syrup. So... No, far, yeah, far healthier. If there's fruit, if there's fruit there, that's healthy as far as I'm. Oh, that it, that counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rate that. Just like the banana banana split. Like, oh, it's because it's got a big banana there, but yep. it's got that chocolate and ice cream on there, Absolutely. deep fried. Massive, <laughs> massive banana split fan too. Massive banana. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right. So, biggest. What's your biggest strength, personally? What do you think your biggest strength is? I like. I'm pretty good at. I'm pretty good ideas. 
Like I like uh, creating kind of ideas of things and doing those things, but I'm not always good at finishing them. So that's probably my weakness. (laughs) That was probably the next question, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's interesting, I think. I'm a a big procrastinator as well, so yeah. I think I like the idea of things, but yeah. I think this is why we get along well. You and I, very very similar, very very similar. I'm an ideas man. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. I knew I knew I liked it, Angie. <laughs> it had a big big effect in my life. Oh, well, no, nah, there's always one of those things. Like that was the best part about meeting you. There's there's a lot of people that I get to meet playing footy, which is fantastic. And then there are some people that you just like. You just always you are you're you always got a smile on your face it does scare me when that smile does pop up um because <laughs> you think I'm up to something? something could happen i.e selfies with getting wet willies stuck in your ears <laughs> um, all that sort of stuff but yeah so yeah. okay but um the what's motivating you right now like given given where we are with with COVID, all that sort of stuff um, obviously, the VFLW season is in question. You, as a as a player, will use certain games at VFLW as a tune up prior to prior to pre season twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know what what's sort of motivating you, either from a footy perspective or just general, because some people just don't like being locked up at home. Some people, you know, would be tearing their hair out right now, and there's only too much television that they can do or anything like that. What's sort of keeping you motivated and keeping you um, with your eyes focused onto what's around the corner as opposed to what's happening now? Yeah, I think I've, well, uni's been online as well, so I've kind of had that motivator. Um, and for me, haven't seen my family for a while, so it's really nice to see them. I mean, I, I love I love to go out and socialise with my mates. Um, and I know some of them are struggling. Yep. Um, but I also love my time at home too. Yep. But I think there's going to come a point. So, you know, I mean, if you if you're here for several months, whew, that's gonna that's <laughs> that's gonna be pretty hard. But I think for me, um, I honestly um felt a bit like I was um burning out during um this season. So it was kind of it was almost a bit of a relief. Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, it's it's tough being. I've been in the program for four years now and it's kind of been non-stop with VFL and I think that's that's probably one big thing that I've learned is to kind of slow down and make sure you have that break in between um, AFLW and VFL because, yeah. Um, yeah, and I didn't I didn't have a – I had a pretty interrupted season um, for the pre-season this, this season. I did my right ankle. I did a good job on that one. So wow. And then I, I re-rolled the – Scar tissue just before, yep. um, so I was pretty behind, and then bloody did my my left one during the season, yep. so wasn't having much luck with that. But I think um, that kind of injury has kind of um, really taught me a lot, and um, that's going to be a, a big motivator for me coming up uh, this season is to reset. I think is the main thing, yep. um, and try and get um, a full pre-season in yeah. and that means yeah work, working hard pre-pre-season awesome um, yeah so last part to this so I used to watch or didn't watch but I, I used to there used to be a show on TV called The Actors Studio inside The Actors Studio and it was hosted by a guy called James Lipton who recently passed away um, and he was inspired 
to do a questionnaire by a um, a guy by the name of Bernard Pivot, who had a he was a uh, talk show host in France. So he had this ten question questionnaire, and I'm going to ask you those ten questions if that's okay. So. The, right. f- the first question, what is your favourite word? Oh, probably the swear word. <laughs> no, actually, I have been saying this one word uh, recently, yeah. and it's, it's the um, it's the delivery for it. So I've been saying, like, wow. Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is <laughs> Sorry, go. I just, I just, I think it's funny. You can really, you know, just change, change it up a bit with, um, with anything that people are saying. <laughs> for those for those people that don't know Gab, that yes, no, I want to be around with the word "wow" coming out because that would be yeah, I could just imagine that at the most <laughs> most inappropriate yet appropriate times. <laughs> um, I can call it. Yep, you can. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Least favorite word. Um, I don't know if I have a least favorite word. Probably when people um, use use words in the wrong context, I hate it when people use those. <laughs> right. Well, they can't they can't spell the there there there. <laughs> mine's, mine's, <laughs> mine's his and he's. Oh, use use. I hate use. Yep. I'm like that, mate. That's not a word. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I can't do when someone's telling me something. He. he he has like he's got something, and they spell it H I S. I just I lose it. I'm like sit there yep. and just no, nah, can't do it. It's yep. a H E apostrophe S. He, he yep. has he yeah no he is yep, yep. he whatever kills me. Dad, dad yeah, dad's uh, taught a bit of um, English as well. So yep. yeah, there, there, and yep. there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, it's scary. He's always been onto it. Yep. What excite? Um, what excites yeah. you creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? That's that's a good question. I think I kind of I, um touched on that a bit before. I like creating things. Yeah. I think I think what um what really sparks that is kind of nature. And I, I guess that ties into yep. um, doing outdoor it as well. I find it really beautiful. I love going on walks, especially since I've got my little doggy Jessie, which is not little. Um, but yeah, that I've yeah lots of walks, walks every day, and I and I um like to change it up a bit. Yep. I think I I've, I found a new path um, here in Albury the other day, human hobble track, and it's this beautiful like countryside view. And I yeah. thought, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, wow, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. What turns you off? Turns me off. Um, probably time back to that second question there, Dangy. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. No, no. All good. All good. If people use people use use or whatever. <laughs> or... <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> what is your fa- this this one? I want to hear this one. I'm looking forward to. What yep. is your favourite curse word? Ah, uh, I'm a I'm a bit. Uh, Probably something I'm trying to improve on, but I'm a bit of a bit of a angry driver sometimes. You know, being stuck in Melbourne, Melbourne traffic. Um, oh, uh, it's probably yeah when I'm driving every time. There's always some sort of idiot who cannot drive in Melbourne. 
<laughs> What's the word? <laughs> Learn how to drive. <laughs> DJ indicator. <laughs> All right. Oh, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Even though I cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise? I I feel like I guess I do do a lot of just random noises. I don't even know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna after this call. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna think about these questions a lot. Right. Be like, you know what? I actually do this. <laughs> I just do random sounds like whoop. <laughs> what sound? Well, or, what sound or noise do you hate? Um. Probably the um, like the the dumpster truck that come at five a.m. in the morning, wake you up. Fair cool. Like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what profession would you? What what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? So we'll just take away from that. We'll take away outdoor ed. We'll take away um, paramedicine. And we'll take away AFLW. Mm-hmm. What 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 other profession would you like to attempt? Other profession, I'd probably do something really random, like like juggling. Jug- <laughs> juggling on a unicycle. That that does not surprise me. Under any stretch of the imagination, or like that's like yep, I can just straight away say yep, that's Gab, that's Gab. But just just doing random stuff like yeah. magic tricks. That'd be pretty funny. I don't know if I could keep a straight face though. No. Like I'm always just like, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, well, well, how about how about you look at it in like a reverse psychology way? Yeah. Like, if I'm if I'm always um, smiling, like you won't actually know when I'm being serious or not. <laughs> That's a fair call. That is a fair call. Yeah. That is a fair yeah. call. What profession would you not like to do? Not like to do. Yeah. Probably just doing just doing the boring mundane thing. I hate I hate being stuck somewhere doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like I like being outside. Well, outside tends to be um, different different every time. Yeah. I hate to be stuck doing. Yeah. Last question: If heaven <laughs> if heaven exists. What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> and you think you thought I didn't exist? Well, <laughs> that's a good one. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. <laughs> Couple of prank calls, hey, hey there, God. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So. We pretty much we pretty much finished up. The one thing that I, I, I sort of want to add to that um, today, a lot of people go through. You know, we see it on Instagram, we see it, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Um, people putting up, you know, their quote of the day or their their current quote or their mantra or whatever it is that they're doing. What, what's the what's the current quote that sort of is sticking in your mind at the moment? Is there any you know current quote that you've seen that you've just turned around and you've gone, yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one for me for the moment. I've I've always loved and I've kind of it's kind of developed in the way I've kind of I've lived so far. But um just be be comfortable being 
or feeling uncomfortable. Yep. I think oh, that sounds a bit cliche, doesn't it? It's a bit wanky. No. Um, but I've I found that that's, that that always gives you the best personal growth, and you learn so much from those kinds of things. I mean, I was a country girl, kind of. Um, wanting some change and moving to the big smoke, which is, which is very, which is quite daunting. Um, but I've traveled, traveled overseas by myself and, um, solo for a few months and I've learned a lot about that. And I think people are feeling very uncomfortable. Some people are feeling very uncomfortable being home right now. And I think this is a great opportunity to really, um, kind of prioritize what you value or enjoy in life and, kind of take this is actually a positive like you've you've been forced to have a break um and kind of reassess what what you really want in life and just take that um when when this uh when rona's over which is um being a bit of a bitch right now um yeah just take just take that after this is all over and um really really have really learned something from it there's lessons to be learned, yeah. Absolutely. No, and it's not a cliche. I, I use that a lot now. Um, and generally now, with specifically with teams or, or players that I've just started with, I pretty much, once I have to do the introduction of what we're going to do and we go to the first drill, the first, pretty much now I'm using that, let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable um, because people do. We protect our ego so much that we don't allow ourselves any growth. And, and it's probably one of the hardest things, specifically from a contact perspective, because there are some people that get it. There are some people that don't. There are some people that think they know all about it. There are some people that have no idea. And whether it be the, the not wanting to be, you know, involved in physical contact or it's the fact that, Mal, we play footy. I want to kick a footy. I don't want to be the tackler. That means I'm second to the ball, blah, blah, blah. You know, some people switch off really quickly. And, and the idea is to embrace that uncomfortable zone and believe, and, and you'll generally learn from it. So no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's cliched in any way, shape, or form. And I think you, you're spot on with it. I really do. I really do. Um, yeah. I, I can't thank you enough for your time. It's been great to talk. It really has. Stay safe. Stay well. Um, and uh, hopefully, I will talk with you very, very soon. Yeah, I've absolutely loved it, thank you. Miss ya. You be well, um, and hopefully I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, heaps, Gab. Yes, you too. All the best to the fam. Cheers. Love your work, mate. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did just having a chat to Gab. As you can see, she is an amazing person, a wonderful character, always up for a laugh. Um, I certainly hope the audio is okay. The mix, I'm still learning my way around it. But again, as I sort of said in episode one, Uh, It's about the content. Uh, We'll get there slowly but surely. Until next time, thank you for listening. Be kind and be well. All views and opinions made by all parties appearing on this podcast are purely their own and in no way directly reflect and or represent those of any team, club or organisation they are currently or have previously been associated with unless otherwise expressly mentioned. Malcolm Banks Tackles and Takedowns, the podcast, is proudly supported by Mizuno, Madison Sport Australia, and Mizuno Martial Arts Australia.